Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. This is a transformative time for Black America. Our income is at an all-time high, and the opportunity for economic empowerment is unprecedented. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. Boule Camp Podcast special guest, man, the homie. Detroit's finest. I swear Vezo in the building, man. Thank God. What it do? Welcome, 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 man. Appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. First of all, congratulations, man. The glow up since you left Motown has been glorious. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Non-stop grind, back to back. You know what I'm saying? It's just like motherfucking independent now. So that shit like having 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 your first child or getting your first apartment or your first house. It's crazy because like when you are like signed to a quote unquote major, right? You got out. You know, you you did the major shit. You ran around. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, but but it's like I feel like somehow it held you back. Absolutely, because I wasn't doing the shit that I wanted to do. And just I feel like, you know, one one thing about it, every artist know what's best for them. That's the thing. That's what labels, managers, motherfucking PR, everybody got to understand that about artists. We know what's best for us. We know what we want. We know what works for us. We pay attention to ourselves more than anybody do. So you got to think when you're dealing with a major, you basically going to a motherfucker who from the outside Looking in and like, all right, you should do this, you should do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like telling somebody. That's like somebody who didn't raise you telling you what's best for you as a adult. Like you got to where you were by doing something, and it's almost like once you, then you then you get on board with a major, and then they want to. They're asking you to stop doing what got you there. And logically, it don't make sense because like what I've been doing obviously got y'all attention. interested. So why in the, the first fuck place, would we yeah. stop doing what got y'all attention? It don't make sense. You know what I mean? I feel like the labels should just give input, pay for the shit they need to pay for, and do the bigger level shit. Mm-hmm. And let us let you run. Our, let us run. Let us handle our music and the way we want to market ourselves. Those motherfuckers ain't doing no dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all that matter. Yeah, I feel like since you got not made, like you, you like you said, nothing's holding you back. You've been just dropping nonstop. And that's really, nonstop. that's what, I mean, you're one of the hottest Fair. artists in the game right now. And that's based on that. you. Absolutely. Your work ethic, your output. That freedom. That freedom is like, man, this shit don't cost me nothing. Mm-hmm. Feel me like I don't write. You know, I I handle my business with the producer, so that that process easy. You know what I'm saying? We got social media, which is free. Yep. Instagram ain't charging no monthly fee. That shit is free. You feel me? So it's like my just even having my YouTube free, so ain't no point of holding nothing. Mm-hmm. This shit is all free. Well, I'm gonna sit on this shit and think too hard about it, folks. Overthink it. When you yeah. overthink it, you fuck. Yeah, you people fuck overthink up. shit way too much. If if they don't like it, do some more shit. 
Just drop some more. Drop and that's just a piece of, more piece of your independent catalog. You can't lose fans from dropping too much music. You lose fans from doing dumb, goofy shit. Or you lose fans from sitting on your hands too long, and exactly. then they forget about you. Consistency is key. Do you feel like you had to win some fans back? Absolutely. I had to win all my fans back. Every single one of them motherfuckers. All of them. I feel like they stopped believing that I was hungry. And I was hungry than a bitch. You feel me? Like, niggas starving. Like, I want this shit. But in their mind, just me moving on that major level and doing shit that I really didn't align with. You feel me? Made them feel like, oh, this nigga made it. You know, when people hear you got a record deal, that's like hearing a nigga just went to the NBA or the NFL. You feel me? So they automatically feel like, all right, he made it. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, most definitely. I had to get all my fans back. Yeah, I think home. like I think that that also is like a myth that's finally sort of like slowly going away. Slowly but surely, yeah. Because a lot of artists like it's a is is a the biggest mistake they could ever make is signing to a major label. And they making that shit vocal. You know what I mean? A lot of artists is being real vocal about not going to no major. And how important it is to have independency and you know move and be hands on with your shit. You know what I'm saying? So definitely that that that's that thing kind of going out the window. You mentioned um, obviously handling everything within your team, in house yourself, working with the producers yourself, figuring figuring out how to get them situated yourself. So, how what's the distro? Is it TuneCore? Is it Distro Kid? Is it like how how you doing the distro? Foundation Media. Shout out to shout out to the homie Lee. Shout out to Lee. Lee solid. Yeah, all the way up and down, just one hundred. Like he understand. It ain't no, it ain't never no debate. It ain't never no argument or no back and forth. He don't try. He like, listen, man, this is what you want to do. We doing it. Fuck it. Like he feel like how we feel about it. What we got to lose? Mm-hmm. All he says, stay consistent. Keep putting that shit out. Stay consistent with this music. So he get it. That's yeah. the only way too, man. Because you know, if you think about like your lane, right? It's a very crowded lane. For shit, so like, and so you you in order for you to stand out, you gotta you gotta do the most. You gotta keep pressing, pressing, pressing play. Press, Cause yeah. I ain't no antics type person. Like I ain't with the antics and the gimmicks. Like I don't do like goofy shit, goofy lame ass shit. I don't do. Sh- I don't not be myself. I don't get on the internet posting guns and shit. Like I'm a real street nigga. I really come from that. You got niggas that start rapping. And they try to run to the streets. You got real street niggas that start rapping and leave from that shit. Like, them, them niggas going there. I'm going here. Y'all go ahead. All right. mm-hmm. I know I know what all that's about. Go ahead. You feel me? I ain't with none of that lame ass shit. I ain't with no, I ain't doing no rap beef with no niggas. I'm not doing no, all that this. I'm not doing none of that shit with, none of, with nobody. I ain't with none of that. So, for me, it's just strictly music. That's all I, that's all I can provide to the rap game is music. Was that? Perspective. I was gonna say, was that hard for you? Because obviously Detroit, at the moment, is one of the more popping scenes in hip hop. For sure. And I do feel like right now, at least, it seems as if everyone who's popping out the city, for the most part, are kind of moving in the same direction as to where. Not for sure. In the past, it felt like there was a lot of friction yeah. between a lot of the popping artists in Detroit. Yeah, for sure. As to where now, you know, I know it's different sides of town. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, between yourself, Babyface Ray, Payroll Giovanni, Peasy, you know, uh, Rio the Young OG, who's obviously from Flint, I believe, right? Right, from Flint. Um, I just feel like it seems like Detroit, whether or not y'all are, like, hanging out together, yeah. that's not what I'm saying. It just seems like there's a movement. Oh, it's an understanding, for sure. And, 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 it, and it seems like it's at least in a respectful way it as is. opposed to, you know, because I feel is. like that might kind of been the issue with Detroit in the past. I know it was. It was, it was the friction. It was the... Misunderstanding the lack of communication, you know what I mean. Like I don't think that some of the brothers before us felt as if it was enough money for everybody. We get it. We know it's enough money for every motherfucking body. Like, and we all got the same content. Basically, we rap about the same shit. We rap on the same beats down there. Like, and if it ain't the same, we still talking about the same shit just in different ways. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's succeeding at it. So that just show you it's enough money, it's enough opportunity, it's enough listeners and followers for every fucking body. Everybody in Detroit rap scene got a relationship somehow, some way. Everybody know each other. Some niggas might talk to might not talk to the next nigga or some 
You heard some niggas' entourage may not. However it is, it's still an understanding. Like, we not going to embarrass this bitch, though. We ain't going to make a... We ain't about to look bad for the scene. We all feel like that. For you, did you have to get past, like, that mentality ever? Because, like, obviously you got locked up. You know, you, there's no question in what, what you, you know, your credibility in the streets and shit. Yeah. But it feels like you're all the way in on this rap shit. Oh, and I feel like that is the difference. Because sometimes, man, like... You can't be nine toes in the rap shit and that one toe back problem. in the street shit. That's why I went to the feds. You know what I'm saying? So like, what 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 did it take for you to get mentally past that mind state where you you know gave a fuck about the petty shit or would participate in certain shit or let maybe shit that would bother you maybe five years ago not bother you anymore? It took for me to lose absolutely everything I had. It took for me to lose people that I love. It took for me to lose opportunity. I literally went flat the fuck broke. You know what I'm saying? I had hundreds of thousands. Like, we ain't got to talk about no amount or no. I don't even. Nigga had some paper. So, you know, I lost a lot of shit. And I, it took it took that for me to understand how pride really worked and how, you know, understanding work, how self-preservation worked. You know what I mean? It took for me to to. It took for that for me to understand that I'm a man. I don't give a fuck what no nigga think about me. I already got I got an old lady at home. I don't care what no. I'm, I'm not. You heard? I rock. I rock that way. So I don't give a fuck what a nigga think about me. But it took for all. It took all that for me to understand that. And the moment I got that understanding, shit elevated for me financially. I got more money than I ever had. I never. I never. I always knew I would have this type of paper, but I just didn't really see it. I ain't never had the type of money I got, especially like then, like nigga was hustling. I thought I was rich back then. I got real money now. I mean, I, now you got something to lose, right? I mean, I not gotta, to say you never had I that always, to lose before because you lost it already, but now you know it could be it could be gone. Understand that I yeah. have. Some, I didn't know what I had to lose mm. until I lost that shit. That's like losing a good bitch, and you ain't know she was a good one until, until it was lose, too late, and another nigga get her. And you like, show Dang. you how to have her. Mm. You heard, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, I got a lot of shit to lose. I got the same thing to lose now that I had then. It's just I appreciate it more now. I had family then. I had a child then. Mm-hmm. I had a rap career then. I had businesses then. Right. I lost that shit. I ain't appreciate it. I appreciate that shit now. Nah, I think, like, you know, like I said, man, it's it, 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 it's clear you're doing better than you've ever been, but you got the blinders on. Yeah. And you working hard. I mean, man, you you working your ass off. Talk talk to me about Rich Off Pints, the first one, obviously. A huge yeah. I mean, the sequel's coming out tomorrow. Yeah. But that project I think really solidified a lot for you. I, I think it did too. That bitch went up. I wasn't even expecting it. Like that was around when I dropped Rich Off Pints too, that was that point where that was the first project I dropped when I left Motown. And that's when I said, you know what? I don't. I, I'm. I'm only making music for me. I'm making the shit that I'm gonna listen to when I get in my car. I want to listen to the shit that I want to listen to on the plane, like, cause I'm looking forward to, to for other niggas to make the music that that I, that can motivate me. Mm. I say, you know, I'm motivate my motherfucking self. So that was the record where I stopped overthink. That was that album where I stopped overthinking and I started having fun with that shit. And I think that's why the outcome was what it was. So I really learned to don't, don't, don't. Don't overthink it. And not be in it for, for, for the certain shit. Like, I'm not in this shit for money no for no more. And at that time, I ain't had what I got right now financially. So, you know, nigga ain't get some money and then be, be like, no, nah, I ain't working for the money. Mm. I wasn't, I ain't had no real paper then. You know, I wasn't in the streets. But when I dropped Rich Out Pints too, you know, it was all still rap money. Yeah. So it was just that that shit taught me a lot, just moving that way, not being in shit for money and streams. Almost like, yeah, like you, when you when you do things and the motive is I'm chasing a hit or I'm chasing whatever's hot I I think this is what's gonna work on Spotify, that shit for the most part never works out. But when you just stay true to yourself the motive genuine, you always win. I just learned that. I learned that shit with experience. Cause I feel like there was like, you know, when you were on Motown, it felt like you know, you come up to the mixer me. meeting a couple times, yeah. and it's almost like we gotta chase a hit. So these motherfuckers are let me drop music. Yeah, we was. Type shit. Yeah, I was. I was exactly what it was. I gotta hurry up and get these folks what they want, so I can 
do me. I was chasing the hit. I was in that shit for success. I was in that shit to to take care of my family, to get money and get rich. I had that on my mind every day I woke up and I strived as a rapper. I gotta get rich. I gotta I gotta make myself a millionaire. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta get I gotta get these trends. I need to go gold. I need to go platinum. I gotta be big so that, so I don't waste this opportunity I got with this with this record label. And the moment I, I once they got out this the, the situation, all that shit went with it. Mm-hmm. I let all that shit go when I let that shit go. You heard so, and the outcome just was amazing, and it still is amazing. I'm still growing. Like I got a long way to go from where I want to be. I got an extremely long way to go. Like you look at a lot of. A lot of my peers in the rap game, and I ain't just saying niggas from Detroit, just street artists over overall, guys that rap about the street, is niggas really turnt. Niggas got a hundred million around this bitch. I got a long fucking way to go. Well, also, a lot of these guys, I mean, obviously, you got to, you know, up the scores with Dirk. Think about Absolutely. Dirk's journey. Man, listen. Like, Dirk's journey's been so long. Real grind. Real grind. Dirk was kind of like a... You know, he was in the drill scene. He flew under the radar forever. Never really a superstar. Yeah. And then the last 24 months is just, it's out of here for him. Crazy, going crazy right now. Like, that's a real grind right there. That He grinded for real. real grind. And the same, you know what's crazy? The same situation with him. Once he not wasn't with his label no more, that's when it happened. Yep. Same shit. He took shit. off as soon as he got departed from his, uh, separated from his label. Soon as they separated, that man took the fuck off. That's some real yeah. shit. Um, how did, you know, obviously up the scores, like, you're, I mean, that shit is going crazy. Yeah, bitch, turn. Still still moving. I mean, um, how did uh, the Dirk feature come to be? Like, like you guys have had a relationship, I'm assuming? We ain't had no, like, no friendship, relationship type shit, but I always knew him. You know, he knew of me. It was just mutual respect just overall just because, being from where he from, I'm from where I'm from, you know, and like when I did the song, I just heard him on that bitch. And we reached out and that shit got done with like within like a week. Did you have to pay him for the feature? No, nah, it was just all I love. Like Wow. You me? Like we ain't even heard. That's big. You heard that shit was just all gangsta. I mean, now you owe him a feature. Yeah, for sure. You got to the, 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 the trade now. No, I saw he put. Nah, but I mean, money still was involved. Don't no, of course, wrong. of course. But it, it's just off, off of respect. Like when you see a nigga that big like that, you know what I'm saying? Like you can run with some free shit. You feel me? But it's like when you want the business to be done and to be done properly, and I want to profit off of this song. You want to maximize the potential of the song. Everyone's got to get situated. So it's like, man, listen, huh? Fuck that, huh? Like, yeah, huh? You get what I'm saying? But it wasn't no like I didn't have to pay for that verse. At all, but that shit got done because of the business part. Mm. And just out of respect, like, that nigga ain't no fool. Like, ain't no nigga about to just give you no motherfucking song and you put it on iTunes and you maximizing out on this shit. You getting booked for shows mm-hmm. off this shit and nigga just ain't getting nothing. You know, you either one or two things going to happen. That's a, that song ain't going to get supported. Or, you feel me, you got to bless that nigga if, you know, if you some see shit him. come. You mm-hmm. feel me? Shit I like mean, he, he blessed you back. I saw... You uh, you were on the. I don't know how many dates of the little baby Dirk tour you're on, but I know you were on in Phoenix, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. What what? I mean, that's a big that's a that's big a tour. Big thing, yeah. I I ain't doing every day because I'm you know I got so many shows booked up. But like if I if if this shit would have came about before like all them shows, I could have did every single date. But you're doing spot dates on the tour. Exactly. The dates I'm available. I ain't want to just cancel all of my fucking shows. That's right, still right, right. my money. Like, yeah. yeah. That ain't a tour like I'm. Be, I ain't getting paid mm-hmm. off of that. Like I wouldn't even want no. That's opportunity. It's opportunity. I ain't a fool. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I wouldn't even go in no situation like that. Ask for no one fucking. Right, money. right, right, right. She's getting in front of all those fans. Uh, prices. It don't even make you'll be a I, you'll be a fool. To even yeah, what I mean that shit just sound dumb for sure. You feel me? So, but at the same time, I gotta feed my family. Mm-hmm. They getting forty thousand a show, so I gotta get my. You heard? So right now, if a promoter hits you, forty racks. 40 racks. Yeah. That's a concert. What if somebody yeah. wants you to come and do one song at the club? Uh, now, 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 how about this? I'm going to present it this way. They want you to do one song in the club, but it's a market where you're lit. I'll pop out. A pop out, come and do the record at the DJ booth. Yeah, for half. Okay. <laughs> All right. For half. But, you're, but you, you know what's, what's crazy is I appreciate about you is like, I know that you know 
That it ain't like that everywhere. No, it ain't. So that, if it's some random ass market where you're like, man, I'm trying to get in front of I'm, some new I, people. I'm, I'm gonna do it for free. That's crazy. I ain't gonna cap. Like to this day, like if I know I ain't turned in the market, I'm I'm not and I gotta be in that bitch, I'm doing it for free. If it's a market where I'm lit at, come on, I gotta make your Of course. I can go get some money from any promoter in mm-hmm. this market. But if it's some shit where I ain't with motherfuckers ain't really hip to my music, right. I gotta go regardless. So if it's just it's just speeding that process up. I just got a free flight to this motherfucker, free travel, free room. Yep. I can bring my team. They Go campaign in a new city. Exactly. I got to do it free. I don't think like that. I, I really don't move for money, bro. I really don't. Okay. Business, I've been seeing you around QC a lot. Seeing sure. you around P a lot. Sure. Um, you obviously dropped the record with Baby. Yeah. Shout out to Baby. Shout out to Baby. Um. I'm assuming you just got out of a major situation. Yeah. But with as hot as you are right now, I'm assuming that everyone's trying to try to lure you back onto that no, side of the game. So sure, absolutely. Everybody, yeah. right? We don't have music at every label. So what's you know, I'm sure QC might be an option for you. Well, definitely. You know, is there is is are are you considering going back on that side of the game? Man, we we gonna you feel me? Whatever happens, we gonna that shit gonna pop out. I would like but, to just point out that there is one company mm-hmm. that you could sign with and get the best of both worlds. Who and there's a bald Palest- uh, guy from Palestine named Ghazi who I think Ghazi you know, a real nigga. I'm man. just saying. I'm just, I'm just saying. Ghazi a real one. Ghazi really solid. Let me tell you something about Ghazi. We gotta get you on Empire, bro. Uh, we gotta kick it. I fuck with Gazi too. Let's do I just, it, man. man, listen, bro. I just text Gazi the other right. day. That motherfucker ain't hit me back yet. But you know, but me and I don't Gazi, think Gazi texts his wife back. No, but it, it don't. Me and Gazi, you know, it's crazy, bro. I knew Gazi for like four years. We ain't never talked about no business. We had one conversation about some business. This was last January. Mm. We always text about just regular shit, like what's up. Hope all is well. You know, yeah, doing your thing. It's always. Regular conversation. We never text about business. I'm sure if I'd have hit him about some business, he probably would have been. But, you know, it just be regular shit. But, like, one thing about guys, that man put a lot of opportunity in Detroit, Michigan. He has. Literally. He did. He did. I can't, can't nobody, can't nobody from that bitch take that away from him. He did way more for Detroit than anybody on them as far as the music scene other than Barry Gordy. That's some real shit. That's a fact. Can't, can't nobody, that's a fact. And he's there a lot. Like it ain't even about he taps that. in. But I'm saying the you know. bottom line is Barry Gordy and guys he did a lot for the Detroit music culture. Period. Yeah. That's a fact. That's 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 fair. That man. ain't even argument. We can't even argue. That's not even the up for debate. And I'm not with Empire, and that's not up for debate. I'm a real nigga. That's just the truth. That's some real shit, man. Um, all right, man. Look. So obviously, rich off pints. We know what that's about. Uh, do you still sip? Is that something you still participate in? Nah, man. I don't. I don't. Want, I don't think y'all sibling. Fuck that siblings. I sell water, man. I was gonna say because, like, I do feel like the tide is turning to where, at the very least, sipping lean isn't promoted and glorified as much as it was as to where you know three, four, five years ago. If a rapper sipped lean, you would know it about cool it. cool, too, back then. Like, that shit a drug. That shit is addictive. I've really been addicted to that shit. Like, I don't withdraw from that shit. You feel me? Like, I don't withdraw around my old lady off of lean. That shit was embarrassing. You heard, like, that shit a drug. I don't, I don't suggest nobody drink lean. It ain't nothing cool about it. We rap about it. We rappers. We hypocrites. Nigga, I'm, I know I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. Because I don't suggest niggas do a lot of shit that I talk about. But I rap about what I seen. What, what you I, live, what I live, yeah. what I seen others do. You know, I just don't say who I seen did it. Mm-hmm. You heard like this shit be all past tense. Or at this point, I feel like I'm speaking for. I tell stories. I tell stories that's that's made up because I feel like I'm speaking for people that's out there living that shit. But one thing about me, I'm always tell. I'm gonna speak uh, when I rap. I'm make songs every time I talk, and it seems like I'm glorifying some uh some some negative shit. I'm always Speak on the consequences that come with that shit. Mm. I've been in the feds. I've been in prison. I know what kind. Ain't no win-win situation. What, was, what were shit. the charges? Of, why, why'd you go to the feds? I just got caught with a gun. Were you on probation or something? And no. Just, I'm a felon, so it's called felon in possession. Mm. That's crazy. I, I went on no, like, 
No major indictment. I had a one man count indictment with nobody on my indictment. wasn't It wasn't no shit like that. Wow. What you know for people who don't know, man, because I've I've been around family members who not off of lean but off of opiates, trying to shake that shit, going through withdrawals, having the pains in your legs and shit like that, not being able to sleep. What is the withdrawals from lean feel like physically? If you could describe it, it feel like the same thing that motherfucker off any other drug go through. Like every withdrawal is the same thing. Like physical pain just. Irritation, shit like that. Like, feel like you got a cold type shit. You heard? Like, that shit ain't, it ain't nothing cool. It ain't nothing good. It ain't nothing I suggest. It's just, you know, that shit ain't, that shit ain't shit. That shit ain't nothing nobody need to be doing. That's, that's fair. Motherfucker got to get money, you feel me, and live long and seek knowledge. Like, you got to feed their brain. Mm-hmm. You heard? Like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a knowledge addict now. Do you, read, do you read a lot? I read a lot, extremely a lot. My favorite author is Daniel Silver. I grown to like him when I was in uh, the hole in the joint. You know, it was when I was reading his books. I mean, him write true stories and shit like that. But it's just the way the way his books are. Everything I was reading, I was visioning that shit. So it was like know? it was like your Netflix in the hole. Absolutely. And then you know, I started getting into deeper books like Elijah Muhammad, mm-hmm. Message to the Black Man, and I read the Malcolm X book. And I just read, I read a lot of books. I read. The, Quran, obviously, I read, I read the Bible. I read everything I can get my hands on. I seek knowledge. Is that still the case? Like to this day, you still I read a lot. Knowledge. Yeah. You can go through my YouTube history right now. You'll be, you'll be surprised, bro. What's what's like the last random YouTube rabbit hole you dive down? Like, what did it have to do with? Let me go check. Because sometimes you know you'll get on a YouTube binge I, and you I, you'll I end up deep, watching bro. some shit you had no intention on ever watching in your life. You're like, wait, what? I get deep. I go deep, bro. Real, this shit is serious with me. I really seek knowledge. Tell the people, listen. Tell tell the people what you see. Read 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 what you see. Am Biblical you? Jesus and Islamic Jesus. Keep going. Did Jesus ever say that he is God? The early history, the Honorable Elijah. Yeah, the lost tapes, Malcolm X. Keep going. Yeah, Dick Gregory on Elijah Muhammad. What Malcolm X did not tell you. The final signs of Dajjal's arrival are here. Plastic and cosmetic <laughs> surgery. I don't know if that was, no, that was my no, no my, that was my wife. That's my wife, Kiara. Listen, that's my wife. <laughs> she was short. <laughs> nah, for real though. Uh, like, I, 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 I got deep. it. When your wife started watching shit and it was like makeup tutorials, I'm like, all right, this is probably not him. Nah, me and my old lady, we we rock like that. Like I don't you feel me. She we, we rock like. I that. just had D smoke up here. Uh, D smoke. She had, don't go through my wife. Got my. She don't go through my shit. If she on Instagram, she logging her account and go on Instagram. She on YouTube, she yeah. she don't go through my messages. She don't go through my car. We really gangsters. Like, we really rock like that. Your wife is not the type of person that if you fall she asleep. She's a boss. No, she don't do that. She yeah. a boss for real. That's beautiful. She a boss. She don't answer my phone. She don't look at my messages. Like, she don't do none of that shit. Like, you know, ain't on that. You heard? Yeah, I think that that's how most, I mean, that's how relationships should be. Because if you are on that, then why are you together? Like if you can't trust somebody, because guess what? If there is some fuck shit going on in a relationship, it's going to come to light eventually. Every relationship is about trust, whether it's a friendship, a marriage, a relationship. Are you married? Yeah, I'm married. It's crazy because D Smoke was up here before you. I got to be married. I got children. We had to get How many kids you got? I got two. That's dope, man. I got two kids too. I'm not married because just, you know, because we had children. I feel like when I say we got to, that's what God wants. I work. For, I'm a slave. I was talking to uh, D Smoke. He had a line on his new album, and it said, "My wife drove me to sanity." Not he said to what? He said, "My wife drove me to sanity." Not I drove him to sanity. Sanity. That's a fact. You married, bro? Yeah. So you you understand? Yeah. Do you know how we would be moving if we ain't had that backbone? A hundred percent. We wouldn't be able to do what we're doing. I wasn't married when I when I when I caught none of my cases. I wasn't married and none of that shit. Mm. You heard like none of that shit. Like your your like your wife. Every real man need a queen. You gotta have that. You gotta have that backbone. This yep. shit ain't it. Like you gotta have that. That's that's balance and that's that sanity and that's that that's that um you know your your accountability. That's your accountability partner for real. Yeah. Like your wife gonna hold you accountable. 
Ain't nobody gonna tell the truth like a woman or yeah. a child. Mm-hmm. Women and kids, they tell the truth. Ain't nothing better than a woman's intuition. Every time my wife told me a nigga was a fuck nigga, he was a fuck nigga. You know what's crazy? That's the same shit with my girl. My girl will tell me some shit, and then I won't listen, and she's always right. I'm like, man, I should truth. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just it's, like my mama. It's you crazy know? how that is, though. Whenever my mama told me she ain't like one of my homies, she something happened, and then I ain't like him no more either. Mm. My mama ain't never been wrong about no nigga I, I ever brought around her. My old lady ain't never been wrong about not one nigga that I ever brought around her at all. Is it harder to keep your team and your circle smaller the bigger you get? It make it easier for me. You want to know why? Why? Because niggas always, well, it seems like with money and like a position or when people be on the out looking in, like, you know, with us, we, 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 we just living our life. I feel like people praise what you got more than what you do. And it drive motherfuckers to always just show their true colors. And they cut they self off. Mm. You know, money revealed. Money revealed. What was there the whole time? Exactly, right? Yep. Money revealed. hate. they always do. Money bring the truth out of people. Hey, what up, man? We got to interrupt the interview real quick to tell you about our family at Odd Socks. Now, when I be riding for Odd Socks so hard, man, it's because I really love the product. They got the most comfortable socks in the fucking world. I got a pair of Odd Socks basics on right now. Go get those. They got the socks, WWE joints, you know what I'm saying? Shout to The Undertaker, Pepsi, motherfucking, really whatever you need. Some weed socks, Nickelodeon. But really, they got the draws now, ladies and gentlemen. I'm holding a pair of Tapatio underwear right now. You want some Pop-Tarts on your dick? Pop-Tart draws. And these motherfuckers are so comfortable. Like, man. So listen, you got to go to oddsocksofficial.com. And use the uh, promo code, the discount code BOOTLEGKEV at oddsocksofficial.com. You'll save 20% off underwear, the most comfortable socks in the world, crazy licenses. Not only they got the WWE, they got the Scarface, they got the Street Fighter, they got the Nickelodeon, they got it all. So make sure you hit that website, oddsocksofficial.com. Save 20% off with the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. All right? Go do that. Shout out to Odd Socks. Let's get back to the interview. Have you know? I mean... You know, there's obviously something that's to be said about getting more hate from where you come from than anywhere else. Is that something that happens with you? And is it something you even let bother you at, at this point? Honestly, like, when it kind of like Detroit, I haven't experienced that. But, you know, I'm sure it's like that. But I feel like I haven't experienced that because I'm just, I, I'm the same I'm just me. I be me. You know, I'm the same person I am no matter where I'm at. Like, I know it usually go like that. I can say this. It been times where motherfuckers who I felt like was supposed to support me didn't support me until everybody else did. Mm. But when it kind of like music and like motherfuckers who rock my music, the same love I get everywhere else, I get it in Detroit. Just like the same hate I get everywhere. You know what I mean? Unless niggas got, but everybody got secret hate. Of course, the like that shit is every man. It's 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 fuck shit everywhere. It's hatred everywhere. It's real niggas everywhere. It's jealousy. It's all the same all around. You know what I'm saying? I don't even like to say I get love. I don't even like using that terminology. Mm. You know, love. We're love. Love don't live where we. At. You heard like my kids love me. Yeah, mama love me. My family love me. I can't say nobody else love me. I don't have no proof of that. Love is an action. That's some real shit. That's true. That's a nice way of putting it. Um, you know, building your relationship with someone like P from QC, what you know, he's he's somebody who as an executive has, you know, um done some special things. Him and Coach so, K. Uh what is some game or maybe some advice that that you have gotten from your friendship with 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 P? P a real nigga. Like day one, like but when me and P first linked up, we ain't discuss signing or you know, me being his art, it wasn't never about that. A nigga looked me straight in my eyes like, bro, you a hustler. You remind me of me. Like, I like how you move. I want to show you how to turn this shit up and do this shit next level. I want to show you the business. I th- I think you should. You need to really learn the business. It wasn't never about him. Sign a contract. Put no, he ain't put no contract in my face or email it to Chanel. It wasn't right. never about none of that. It was off top, like, just a mutual respect, like, 
And that was an honor to for a nigga like that to look at me like a hustler. I look at bro like he's an ultimate hustler. You heard? So for somebody to see what I was doing on a such small level compared to what he doing, and, and it meant something, you know, and it counted for something. Not only did it show me I'm doing the right thing and I can keep going, but it showed me how to conduct myself as a boss. Like when you get to a certain level, you it, it ain't nothing wrong with reaching back when you see other niggas just like you. You heard or if you see yourself in another nigga, and you got to show people the business. You heard, like, I done got the impression from other people that as long as you know the business, mm. you are all right. But he changed my mentality on that. He showed me that, no, nah, the right thing to do is to teach people the business, then do business with them. Yeah. Don't hey, do hey. business with them and then teach them the business. Teach them the business, then do business with them. So I kick him my young nigga Hundo. He from Grand Rapids. You heard like he not he with Ice the Records. We don't even have a contract because I'm teaching him the business. And then that's then he got to decide if he gonna if we gonna rock if he gonna sign a contract. Mm. With me. Hey man, that's not the because that's I not how this shit typically works. But I won't be able to fool him. I don't want to. I can't. And you don't, don't want to. You want to be able to sleep at night. Fools. You you want to sleep at night. I want to sleep. It ain't even just that. I, I gotta. I, I gotta look my son in the eye and tell him I stood tall in every situation. I was solid with everybody I ever encountered. I ain't fucked nobody over. I ain't misguided nobody. I ain't mistreat nobody. Mm. Everybody I ever took took heed of what they said. They didn't mistreat me or misguide me. You heard. So I wouldn't give out that same energy. And it's just it's just gonna be solid like. If every artist I got with me intelligent on the business side and morally and they seeking the same knowledge outside of music that I see, that's an income, that's a powerful team. Mm-hmm. That's a strong fist. Now, I feel like, Q, uh, you know, QC's doing that. I feel like Gotti's doing that. You know, Gotti's definitely doing that. Yeah. You see that? In, and Gotti don't talk about it. It's just do that with it. P don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just in his acts and their actions. Them two, them two niggas that move with actions. I ain't you heard them niggas ain't doing no interviews talking about what, what they, they do did for artists. Their actions they speak ain't for them. None of that shit. They their actions speak. Facts. One hundred percent. Who else on the album? Uh, I got Pluto on there. I got a uh, Babyface Ray on there. Rio the Young OG on there. Shit, I think that's free Rio. Rumor. Oh, yeah, and I got Rumor. Man, me and Rumor got a song so hard. Yo, your cousin manages Rumor. Shout man, out to Adrian Swish, the legend. He got some shit, bro. Like, Yo, Rumor's, Rumor's an alien. Man, dude. Dude, so motherfucking hard, man. He's so fire. Rumor gonna be big. Like, he gotta he take gonna, off his fucking ski mask. We yeah, see for sure. Like. I ain't never seen a nigga outside. <laughs> Ever. Fun. I'm like, bro, when you fuck a bitch, do you wear I the ski mask? I know his shit like two-tone probably at this I'm point. like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, <laughs> man, like what is going on, bro? Like... Man, rumor gonna be big. Rumor gonna be bigger than a lot of a lot of that nigga gonna be huge. Oh, he's huge, man. Um, you and Babyface Ray. I mean, obviously, Babyface Ray, somebody coming out the city who's we from the same hood on fire. Would you guys ever do like a collab, like EP? We be talking about that shit every time we see each other. Never get it done. We done recorded five songs and came up with a name and everything. Like we was gonna call that bitch Purple Gang. Like, That'd be crazy. We never. It's just his shit. It seemed like our career started moving at the exact same time for some reason. So it just been kind of making it a little difficult. But we definitely doing the tape. Like who else game. outside of Detroit would you want to do a tape with? Uh I feel like me and Pluto got good chemistry in the in the, like as far as musically. When you say Pluto, you mean future. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Definitely got good. We make some hard ass songs. I don't know why I'd love to hear you and Mozzie do some shit. Mozzie hard. I fuck with Mozzie along with that nigga hard. Yeah, Ma, I feel Mazi like you, you and Mozzie would be a special. That'd, that'd be a be special hard. little EP. Mozzie speed talk real nigga shit. Yeah, he moved like one too, like. And yeah. you know what's crazy? He's kind of the first rapper that started that kick the cup shit. You know, yeah. he started yeah. that shit twenty seventeen. He was like the first guy to be like, man, I can't yeah. do this shit no more. Kick, kick the cup. I think we need to really make that shit a movement, bro. Mm-hmm. We really do. And you know what's crazy is There's if it's a lot of niggas, bro, that that don't that really. Respectfully, that don't that don't really be sipping like that, you know. And they keep it a hundred though. Like if a nigga ask me, nigga, I'm saying I don't really be drinking like that. These niggas is getting these getting money and getting smart. Like that's a, that's good. That's a good thing. The rap game wasn't like that in the nineties. Niggas was getting money, getting dumb. 
They was getting money and shit, still getting fucked know. by the label. They're still exactly. doing dumb shit. Fuckers smarting up. Y'all niggas going to the gym. All that shit. Like, niggas is just moving like bosses. It's a lot of niggas. Like, outside of, like, if you let if you let society and Instagram tell the rappers of some of the dumbest niggas on earth. But realistically, it's a lot of smart niggas, bro. Like, well, because the the, the people who are on it, the people who make headlines on Instagram, at least, at least, you know, I always say there was like an era in rap, 2017-2018, where the dumb, goofy antics was dictating who labels signed. Fact. We would see people that were getting signed. I mean, just for doing dumb, dumb, dumbass dumb shit. shit on the gram, Fact. and they were putting music out. With like act like actual, dude, it was that was probably one of the roughest eras in music. Because I'd be like, we'd have people come up on the show, and I'd be sitting across from some guy nodding out, or who's got like, yeah, no, nah, for sure, all along a nigga faking this shit. This shit still like WWF still. No, it still is. is. It still is, but it 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 was bad. It was bad, it was bad bro. Yeah. I mean, you know, we think of that. That was like the six nine era. There was like guys like. There was just a lot of fuck shit. That was like when Little Pump was at his peak, just doing shit for the internet. It was like, yo, if you're known for your antics and not your music first, then you don't got longevity. Do longevity antics. is not in your cards. That shit is in your heart. Yo, man, I don't do, I ain't with them antics. I ain't with none of that shit. When you were locked up, man, like, you know, how hard was it to just deal with the time? Like, you said you read a lot, right? What like meant like mentally? You know, I know some people who come out of jail and that shit breaks them. I know it takes nigga, their spirit. I, I I mean I know this an answer that you would expect because I know how animated like the rap rap shit is and how fake gangster and fake tough niggas will be. But this really from the heart. It didn't fuck with me, bro, because it made me better. I appreciated it. That was the best thing that ever happened to me, other than my children. Kind of put you on, put, made you think about, like you said, you didn't know you had a lot to lose before you you Absolutely. you sat down. That was the best thing that ever happened to me. So my time wasn't hard because I ain't. You can make your time hard for one. I only had two years. That ain't no time. Mm-hmm. Two is just like it's up to you what you deal with. Like one of my homegirls texted me the other day. I show you the message. It's true style. Tell all the truth. She said she been hurt. We was just having a conversation. Like, well, I've been through a lot. I've been hurt a lot. And I told her, I could have got hurt a lot. She said, how could you, how, what you mean you could have got hurt a lot? I told her because the shit that was supposed to hurt me, I ain't let it. Mm. It's about what you let hurt you. So if you doing hard time, that's on, that means you doing hard time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, you ain't got to do hard time. That's for nobody. And nigga, I done seen niggas in that bitch for 30 years. And that bitch, like, they got four months because they they mastered they mastered they self up here. Mm. They mastered their mentality. They mastered their thoughts. You mentioned being in the hole. Is that Was that, like, a little harder to deal with those times? That's when I felt like I was in jail. 23 hours a day? Yeah. Before, and then I was in there in the wintertime. So we was in the orange jumpsuits with socks and sandals. So I ain't go outside. That shit was zero below. I was in Ohio. So it was 24 hours a day. Fuck. The whole, I did three months the first time, and I went back and did three months. The second time, it was in the summertime. So I was going out, I was doing two, 23 hours. Mm. But I didn't feel like I was in jail until I went to the hole. I think I had a cell phone in that bitch. I'm, just, I'm doing everything, but fuck it. You feel me? So it, was just, it didn't feel like jail. What, 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 what did you do in jail? To result, you go into the hole. Um, I got caught the cell phone. Contraband. Yeah, it's a hundred series shot. How does it? Someone get a cell phone in jail? Man, I can't do that, brother. <laughs> Is it the guards? Is, I'm not saying how do you get it. I mean, in general, I mean, there's a someone brings it in while visiting. Guards bring it in. They got their system, man. It's a lot of brothers still locked up. You know what I'm saying? They, I don't know. Because I feel like. The, the, uh, an underrated relationship, right? Because, I, I mean, I've been to jail, not for as long as you, but uh, all my cousins, hard prison time, right? Yeah. The relationship between the COs and the prisoners, it's either 
really bad or really good or it's like no, they're your lifeline to the outsider they could be or it's really like you you know these people you know right? what i always wonder i always wonder if ways of inmates ever rubbed off on co's you get what i'm saying yeah like they watch us politic they watch and then they gotta go home and they gotta go home they got a whole life they got a world i wonder if they ever dealt with their personal life and use you know some of the knowledge that we that they watched us politic. I wonder if they ever felt wronged in a situation, and they they reasoning was the same reason like we felt wrong. Like I wonder if they ever had to school they homies. Like nah, you can't do this. This mm, one right. Like if any of the, anything, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Anything I, good or bad rubs off on them in the real in the real world. I was wondering that shit. I, don't, I wonder if that because they still people at the end of the day. Not. Hey, it's a job police. with benefits. Absolutely. They not police. Yeah, they not. That's why when people get on Ross because he was a CEO, I'm like, that don't mean shit. He wasn't a cop, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, man. I think uh, Ross, a boss, I think, man, man. Yeah, I think Ross is a. We, I was just with Burner. We we just had Burner here Sunday, and we we're talking about you know Ross and just like how much of a inspiration he's got to be to everybody if you're really paying attention. He front the trenches at the end of the day, you know. And I don't know Ross personally. I don't know what he personally did in his life, so. I can't speak for his character, you know what I'm saying. But you can speak on, can on speak the actions. His business, yeah. Side business wise, mm-hmm. he a boss. That's that. He made it in the music industry, you know what I'm saying. And he is from where he from. He from Dade County. That bitch ain't no playground. That bitch the trenches. You feel me? So. What about um? You say you have more money than you've ever had. Are you interested? What kind of investments are you trying to make or what kind of things are you trying to do with your money to try to make sure if rap goes away tomorrow, you know, it's still... Well, first and foremost, I'm paying my taxes. Smart. That's the first thing. That's that's how I'm going to keep my money. Because the IRS will be on your head. Absolutely. So I'm paying my taxes. You don't want to get Wesley sniped. I bought a home in my name with my credit. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm taking what I invest in slowly because, I, like I said, I had money... Prior. And I had a restaurant, mm. I bought a car wash, and I had a dispensary at the age of 24. You know what I'm saying? That's big. Yeah, but I, but nothing came out of it because I, I was in it for the wrong reason. Not only did I rush into those businesses, I got those businesses just to say I had those businesses. It's a flex. Yeah, and I got my own car. I, I got my own restaurant. I own 100 houses, and them niggas fucked up. Mm. Because with business come responsibilities. Responsibilities drain your pocket. Yeah, especially if you're not in a position to, or you have you don't have the bandwidth or the team to deal with a hundred fucking houses. So this for any nigga that's getting some money, be strategic about what you invest in. Definitely be strategic. Gotcha. Yeah, nah. I know the cannabis business. I'm, I'm, I'm now that I'm off probation. I'm extremely interested in that and doing it the right way. Well, now. In Michigan, it's recreational, right? Almost. Not there yet, though. Almost. So it's Almost. still medical. It's still medical, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, they passed it, but you know it takes some time. For, well, I know. Cookies is there now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's booming. Yeah, it seems like the weed shit in Michigan no, is booming sure. right but now. We've been had dispensaries before this shit was even, you know, all the way, all the, like, I feel like we was one of the first states to have, to dispensaries. have dispensaries, literally, like. I remember 2014 seeing dispensaries that wasn't getting shut down and shit. You know, it was just certain stipulations. But I know they did pass it to be recreational. But as far as I'm concerned, like, it shit's still not getting treated. I mean, even, like, it's crazy to think, like, we were in New York the week after it became, like, okay. Mm-hmm. And it just felt weird because, you know, you'd go to New York before and you having weed in New York is fucking tough. Fuck yeah. Having, anything having a gun in New York is even worse, right? But, like, you know... Now everyone is You could just smoke Anywhere in New York And the cops literally Don't give a fuck You be on the fucking corner On the sidewalk That's hard Blowing down a backwood with, uh, In front of the NYPD And it's That's hard It's insane I ain't seen niggas smoke In front of the In front of them folks yet. I ain't gonna lie Right 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 Out here they do They don't give a fuck out here <laughs> Yeah y'all They don't care man Y'all got a gang of dispensaries out there It's almost too much It's, it's, it's very Like It's real Competitive Yeah what happens is You know people come from out of town And they think Shit is sweet And they come to mm-hmm. LA And they think they're gonna get on With some weed And then It's like bro This is still We're still in This number two biggest market In the country 
still so much politics involved out here, especially on the street level. And furthermore, it is the most competitive illegal marijuana business in the world. Bro, that's the real, like, that's really the stereotype for L.A. Yeah, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna get my packs. Go get a bag. I'm gonna get some packs. We're gonna ship them back to the nothing. Like, bro, like you know, make sure you you getting you know you motherfuckers come out here and also get robbed thinking yeah, they coming out here and get some packs. Sweet niggas gotta stop. This bitch ain't sweet at all. Nigga. Not at all, man. Ride like a motherfucker. Out of here. This bitch oh. ain't sweet. Niggas think L.A. just like a land of opportunity. It's opportunity out here, but this shit political. Like, I know real street niggas down here. Them niggas ain't. A lot of niggas don't just like that. Like. Motherfucker coming down this bitch and just, you just off top, just feel like you heard, you just gonna move how you move, all that. And, and that's, that's how it should be anywhere. I feel like that about Detroit. I don't want nobody, to, and not that I own it, I'm not, you know, and I ain't saying like on the street level, like on no, you know, no, no, that type of shit, just period, just just how I feel. Like, this, this, this is somebody home. You get what I'm saying? You still gotta treat it like, you like you said. Like you, somebody home. You're not gonna go to someone's house that you've you never met before and do. and and stuff. Put your feet on their couch. Absolutely. You should treat 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 that. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. You, if you go to someone else's city, man, be respectful. Be respectful. Move the right way. Move the right way. I think that was kind of what happened with uh, you know, with with with, with, with the no fly zone shit with Trick Trick, essentially, right? No, nah, for sure. Like we all felt like that. Like Trick was just the the leader like, of that. The 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 face of. It, he was the bigger artist at yeah. the time, you know what I'm saying? So, and he he coined that phrase, you know, no flies. I, I, shit. Yeah, man. Who, in your opinion, give me your top five, excluding yourself, MCs out of Detroit ever? Top five MCs out of Detroit: Blade Icewood, Street Lord Juan, Cheddar Boy Malik. Tough tone, man. I got I got a lot, bro. Of course, Eminem. Okay, so you put Eminem in the five. Eminem number one. He's top five in the world. I mean, I don't disagree, but I do know some people in Detroit are like, I've never listened to Eminem in my life. I, we love Eminem music. It's just we feel a certain way about Eminem to a sense. Like niggas love Eminem. Like ain't nobody ever tried Eminem or. He still live in Detroit. That's his home, like it's our home. We just never met him. Like is that why you feel him. a certain way? Like maybe he's not touching the pavement like you know you'd like him to, maybe? I mean, it ain't about what I would like him to do. He's his own man, but he inspirational to us. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm accessible to the young niggas that's coming up in Detroit. I'm ass- I make myself accessible to them. I don't overextend, you know, I don't just I'm not friendly. I don't just give right. myself away, but I still make myself a set. Even I, even if I tell a young nigga, bro, you are. That's all it be taking to keep the young niggas going and keep them out the streets. I mean, to be fair, I don't think Eminem's accessible to anyone. But come on, bro, we gotta. We doing great right no, now. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. That shit That's why I thought cool, it was dope to bro. see. Obviously, Sean worked with you, um, but to see Sean do that cipher at the end of his album, I, I think it was. Was it 10, 10 artists on there? How many artists was on that? Ten? I don't know. I you know I never listened to that song not once. But I, I just I mean at the end of the day I think that was like a cool thing. That was some gangster shit. That was hard. Did you feel any type of way him leaving you off that? No, nah, me and Sean got plenty of records. We got a relationship. Y'all got, got records and a video together. I understand and, it. He yeah. didn't, he didn't put the hottest niggas from Detroit on a song. He put who he wanted to, you know, extend his arm to like. You got to think the niggas that's not on the song is niggas he already done extended his arm to, done showed love to, popped out for, made a call for a nigga, did a video with a nigga, did a song. Sean keeps shit solid, bro. He do. He keeps shit gangsta. I was slightly mad about that because I know how big I am in my city. So, yeah, like, I don't, I'm not a nigga that feel, um, what's that word? I don't, I can't even think of the word, but entitled. You, entitled. I don't That's, feel entitled. I just know where I stand. When my music ain't doing good, I know when it ain't doing good. I knew when my shit wasn't turn. I never felt entitled. I never, but I know what I, I know my value. But just when we had a conversation about it, I understood exactly what he meant. And that's just what it was. Like, I'm trying to get everybody a chance. Yeah, I feel like he had kind of all walks of like, 
the Detroit scene on there. Royce was on there, you know, mm-hmm. obviously. Detroit's such a... Uh, Royce, Royce fired, too. Bro. I mean, Royce... That's wa- why you, Royce one of the greatest of all time in the fired, world. Bro, in the like, world, worst, Royce is one of the greatest nah, to ever touch sure, a mic. That's why it's hard to name top five from Detroit. When you got niggas like Royce fired now, you got uh, Lies Boys, KDs, he made West, Stretch Money, like... Stretch money, that nigga really lyrical. Bodie James, like it's too many. Bodie James many. is a beast. Exactly, bro. It's too many people, bro. Yeah, yo, would you ever, you know, because obviously, uh, would you ever work on some like production, like you know, because we think of Detroit, we think of also Jay Dilla and Slum Village and Slum Village and sure. and and a real a real serious boom bap backpack scene. For Guys sure. like Guilty Simpson back in the day. That's what was Black Milk, all that yeah. shit, right? Would you ever fuck with any of that production just to Hell try yeah. to bring the two worlds together? For sure, I would. Absolutely, I would. Most definitely. Did you come up listening to like any Jay Dilla or any of that shit? I never heard not one Jay Dilla song. I genuinely thought he was a producer. I mean, no. I'm, I mean, even he is. I mean, he is, but he also rapped as JD. You know, you know. Uh, I, I never. I'm not gonna fake. I never listened. What about to Slum that. Village? Like Elzai and those they guys. They was on TV a lot, so I had to listen to them. I didn't listen to. Uh, I'm not. That's not my style. I didn't listen mm. to backpack music. Like, right. So, I know Royce can rap because, you know, Royce Royce do well for himself in the rap community. He a person you gonna hear his shit regardless. He kind of, I follow Royce. He posts shit and the way the nigga rap, I just be amazed. Like, what no, the fuck? He's he's one of them ones. But that's not my style of music. I don't listen to that. Type but I do like how you're, because you know I've talked to artists. Who are on the other side of the coin right now? We just don't fuck with that shit. But at least you know you're you're like yo. I don't. I'm not. It's not my cup of tea. But I mean, I respect it. I'm still yeah. a rapper. I know good lyrics when I hear that shit. I just don't be knowing what half that shit. I I, I don't. For me, sometimes it it don't add. It don't. Um, they may feel we not talking about nothing, right? Mm-hmm. And I seen that side of music say that we not talking about nothing. We literally feel like they not talking about nothing because it'd be a bunch of lyrics and it it just to yeah. us it don't Lyrical spiritual miracle. It just don't like what is that what is it amount to? What all right, what did you just say? What 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 no, was the story? What am I learning from that? But the people that listen to them, they would decipher them lyric them verses and be like, nigga, he just said mm-hmm. you heard like nigga that nigga said da, da, da. you ain't you gotta listen to this shit. Just like somebody that that listen to our music would decipher it for them, mm. like nigga, he just said this, like he had it hard, he he did it, he did it, you know, and they might understand it. You feel me? So I've grown to not downplay nobody. Something just because it ain't your cup of tea, exactly. Or I might not understand it at the time. You just gotta decipher it. Go, hey, listen, gun to your head. If I had to ask you the question, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Your favorite, like your personal favorite. Say you're you're going back in the hole for two years and you can only take one guy's fucking CDs with you. Who would it be? Jig. Jay. Hey man, that's a good choice. For sure. I mean, I know that's a lot of people's choice, but it's hey just, man, it's true. Hey, what's your favorite Jay Z album? Blueprint, the first one, and the Dynasty. Hey, the Dynasty. Soon you'll understand is one of them ones. That shit, man. Man, stories is that shit is remarkable. Yeah, man. It's remarkable. I think Hove is like Dan Tonchi. Shout out to Wayne. Wayne goat. He's 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 up there. And Wayne is a goat. No, he's up there. He's he's a goat for sure. As, no, he's up he there. Up there, bro. No, he's up there. Yeah. He's up there. <laughs> when you said Wayne is the goat, I said no. He's up. Oh, there. Okay, okay, all right. He's okay, up there. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I thought you said Wayne oh. is the goat. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's up there. Oh, nah, he's one of them there. names. I told you, man. you know, on, you can throw man. Wayne, Hove, Nas, M. You know, like all that. those people are in the same. That nigga Nas did a whole story backwards, man. Rewind. Shit, man. That's another level. It's another level level of like fuck. That's a level that still ain't been. I don't think any. Yeah, I'm doing that shit, bro. Hey, Amen. I'm doing that shit. Watch. You write it, write it, do do it backwards. Level. I'm doing that shit. You gonna hear? It? I'm doing it on my own. I'm the 2021 street verse. What will it take for Icewear Vezo to go back to sign into a major label? Or is that even possible? Anything possible when it makes sense. Mm. Absolutely anything in the world. That shit makes sense. I need full creative control and I need opportunity for my artists. My artists got to be in a play. 
My manager got to get hired at the label. Hey, you got to call them shots. And I need a contingency plan. I need to be a motherfucking A&R when I'm done with this shit. Hey, I that's smart. A and R. I know music. No, realistically, though, it's got to make sense. Anything that you do has got to make sense moving forward. Absolutely. And now you're in a position where if it don't, all right, cool, I'm doing me. I don't know, fuck, I'm already rich, so it is what it is. If I don't, if I never be able to get a play, I'm, it's all as well. I can live through my niggas. How dope is it to have, you've had some records that were dope in the club, like regionally, or like certain cities, like, you know, I'm from Phoenix, so there's a lot of Detroit dope boys in Phoenix. So Moonwalking, uh, Money Phone, these are all records that, I would always play in the club in like 2015, 16, right? Walk was my first big song. No, I mean, technically, Money Fine was, but that was just big uh, in in my region. Moonwalk was the first song where I was in a whole nother city doing some whole other shit and was watching people rap this song word for word. And they ain't take not one picture with me because they didn't the know song you? was bigger than then, me. Ah, well, up the score is like a record that again is like yeah, I but see. they know it's me though. Yeah, but well, well, I saw I saw um, I think Dirk brought you out at a yeah, college or that'd something. Be fucking me up, that fucked me up. That shit was crazy. Shit I don't even crazy. know. I, it was on your IG. I don't know what city that was. That was in um, it was in uh, it was in Illinois. I just forgot what city it was. It wasn't Chicago. But that's wild, right? It like fucked me up. That shit fucked me up. What is that? Was Moline. that it was in Moline? Was that a a moment for you when you realized? Yeah, absolutely. Th- wow, it's working. That was the first moment that I actually realized that shit. This shit is working that for was real. The first moment I had in a long time where I'm like, this shit really working. That was that first moment. Yeah, because I saw that video, I was like, oh, this is. That was that first moment. Different. That shit motivated me on a whole nother level. Future, how did your friendship with Future? begin like how did you guys get you know get 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 to be close and obviously you know how how is future i feel like we don't he don't do interviews we just kind of hear what we hear about him and love his music yeah uh my my little brother gt introduced me now shit it's just been love for real like i'm saying just regular ain't shit like i feel like you're at a position right now where i could see drake just randomly Man. Remixing a Icewear Vezo song too, uh, without warning, like if he remixes other school and not telling me that shit gonna be too hard. Like, any idea if he's like tapped in with your shit at all? I ain't gonna lie, I don't have no idea of that. Like, I don't know, I don't even know, I don't know. Is would you do a remix to Up the Skull? Like, is that something you've been considering? Or yeah, that's something I'm considering. It's coming. It's coming for sure. It's coming. Any uh, anybody locked down? Say it. That bitch coming. That bitch gonna be one of them ones too. It's gonna be one of them ones. That bitch gonna be one of them ones. Ask what's up, man. Well, listen. Uh, Rich off pints two. Rich off pints two. It's out. Yeah, out now. By the time this drops, it'll be out now. Rich off pints two out now. Y'all tap in with me. Go look at all the videos. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I swear, Vezo. I got a movie out too called Price of Love. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, two. Did you pr- produce the movie or are you I starring it? I executive produced it. I wrote the movie and I'm starring in it. Wow. Well, I wrote I, I wrote the, I didn't physically write the script, though, but I, so like, I wrote the movie, though, yeah. Paid in full fucking. Kamal Smith. Shout out to Kamal Smith. He fired. He what was the inspiration man. behind doing that, man? Besides, obviously, I mean, there's some legendary underground rap movies. I was movies. in jail and I wrote that in the hole on some milk cartons. Wow. Because they threw my rap book away, so I thought I was finessing. Like, all right, they ain't gonna throw these milk cars away. Wow, they threw the rap book away. They threw that bitch away. That's rough. Uh, well, listen, man, go get the project. Um, and you want to shout out your artists? Shout out to eighty one Hundo. Shout out to Vino Midwest Millie, CEO Chucky, SBR Peasy, Rich Town Butter, SBR Narco. Uh, Shout out to Piggy. She from Cleveland. She super turned up. Shout out to Sadiddy. You heard she from Detroit. She is, she is shorty. She turned two. Man, shout out to my manager, though, Chanel. She a beast. You know, my cousin Adrian, MJ. Goddamn, shout out to everybody. She there it is, man. I swear, Vezo. Boom. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. 